You can't pop off like you're a superstar because you know superstar, my guy. Too rich for who? Y'all just got rich again. Who grips the mic and likes to kill their friends? I've never been the type to make amends. If shit was at an eight, we like to, we like to, we like to. What's good? It's your boy, G. Red Waddell. And the sleepers are back with me as always. Our friend, Carter Elliott. Cat, what's going on? Good, man. Good to be back. Taking sleepers a little too literally, I think. The boys is in hibernation. Sheesh. But the NBA is back. And we are back. I'm ready to get into it. Man, Cat, I hear the excitement in your voice. I hope you feel the excitement in my voice. But in the wise words of Jimmy Butler, who's the most talented player on our team? Cat. But who plays the hardest? Me. And Cart, who pods the hardest? I think that's me. I pod hard. Hey, you know what? Uh, uh, you know, I'll give you that right now, but I'm looking for most improved this year. That's fair. That's very fair. Well, let's jump right into it. It's been a long time. We didn't even address the nonsensical Michigan basketball run in March. We'll save that for our NCAA preview. I can, have can, a lot can, of. Can, can I can I say something on that real quick? Go ahead, dumbass. I, all right. See, first of all, there's no need for that. I mean, all men heard, make. If you hey, heard that smack hey. the lips, that's too. Tennessee whiskeys in tonight, and I might go for three by the end of this pie. We, we all make mistakes. You got and me I'll be man, up. And I'm a man, and I'm man enough to admit my mistakes. And I'm looking to go forth with our basketball talk this year. And you know what? Maybe try to blind my hate a little bit. Ooh. And, you know, just go straight off, you know, you know, a little, little more, little more non-bias and shade. No, there will be shade. <laughs> there will be shade. But I'm going to pull the reins in a little bit. But, you know, let's let's focus on NBA, though. How about this? Speaking of shade, one player in the NBA was throwing out a ton of shade this week. That boy, Jimmy Butler. I know you have a lot of thoughts on Jimmy. I have some as well. You want to just take the first stab at this? Yeah, go ahead. So Jimmy Butler, I'm sure everyone already knows this has been a prima donna. He wants a trade. He has not showed up to practice in three weeks. Yesterday, he makes what he claims was a surprise appearance to the Minnesota Timberwolves practice. He shows up, kind of dilly-dallies around for a bit. They start scrimmaging, first team, second team, all that. Jimmy takes the end of the bench scrubs, goes out against Towns, Wiggins, and the starters, reportedly beats their ass, lets them know about it, shouts to the owner, to the GM, to the coach, everyone in the organization on the sidelines, you fucking need me, and then does an hour-long interview with Rachel Nichols after the practice. The energy. (sighs) I hate it. Yeah, I think the first thing I want to touch on with this is just think if you're the Timberwolves, they're like, oh, Jimmy's flying back in for practice. Oh, he wants to be here. He's been avoiding the team for three weeks now, demanding a trade. And he's like, you know what? Maybe they're not getting the point. Let me fly in, talk to the GM, reiterate that I want to trade, and then proceeds to just go off at practice. Now, I'm looking at this from two ways, G. One, you got to respect the passion, I feel like. Am I right or wrong? You got to no. respect. No, you don't you don't respect that passion <laughs> at, at all. all. You don't think every player in the NBA is passionate? Okay, maybe it's maybe it's misplaced. I'm not saying he didn't do it the right way, but what has Jimmy pa- Butler done in his career? Hey, let let me finish. To pop off like this. Let me finish. All right. I like I like the passion. I like it. I'm sorry. I just do. But Jimmy, my guy, You can't pop off like you're a superstar because you know superstar, my guy. All right. Let's 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 be honest here. Um, You know, you play, you know, great player. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you popping off like this. Like the great, not the great, like the the wild LeVar Ball once said, stay in your lane. (laughs) And uh, Jimmy's not staying in his lane right now. And. 
he was I think what, what was it G he was going to be traded to the Heat was that was that was that kind of the the feeling Yeah I think people had been leaning Miami I don't know if they still are I, at this point it sounds like he might not even get traded at least Tibbs is doing everything he can to keep him um but how do you how do you play with that dude after all he's done Right and I mean this is his final year of his contract anyway so what's the point yeah, I just, man, like, okay, first of all, he made some good point. Wiggins is soft as hell. Can we agree on that? I think that when you're 22, 21, I think he's 22, you're allowed to be soft as hell. I don't agree with that. I think maybe Jimmy's trying to get the, maybe Jimmy's trying to light a fire and get out the best out of Wiggins, aka, as I've seen on Twitter. Patino Mobley. <laughs> I'm sorry, that tweet had me crying for a good 10 minutes. Really called this dude Patino <laughs> Mobley, a.k.a. Maple Syrup Corey Brewer, as I like to put it sometimes. <laughs> um, but I just, I just, you, 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 you got to trade this dude if you're the Timberwolves. And if I'm the Heat, I heard Josh Richardson and a first rounder. I am not giving up Josh Richardson and a first rounder for Jimmy Butler. Honestly, I'm not. I mean, I don't think Josh Richardson is anything, honestly. I don't think he's anything, honestly, either. But Josh Richardson and maybe a lottery pick? Yeah. You're giving that up for 30-year-old Jimmy Butler. You're trading into 30-year-old Jimmy Butler who wants a max contract for, what, at least five years? So you want to be paying 35-year-old Jimmy Butler? I don't know. Here's my problem with Jimmy. Right. And you already hit the first point of this, which is you ain't no superstar, my guy, Um, which he's not. You tweeted Paul George or Jimmy Butler. Without a doubt, it's Paul George. Name any other player that caliber in the league. It's the other guy. It's not Jimmy Butler. But he pops off and his biggest point, his big argument in his sit down with Rachel Nichols, his tell all is I am so passionate. I am so competitive. I just want to win, and that's real, and that's raw, and I can't help it, and that's why I'm a better teammate than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you said that you want to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Does that sound like a guy who is all about winning? It's all fake. Like, none of this shit is real. The dude wants to go to a big city market where he can play with his friends, where he can be a superstar, and he's framing it like he's the guy who has worked harder than anyone in NBA history. But what he's really coming off as is a super entitled, spoiled superstar who's not even a superstar. And what's sad is the story of Jimmy Butler's career has been the guy who rose up from nothing and worked harder than everyone else. And now when I hear him talking about how he's the hardest worker on the team, but you are the only guy who hasn't been to practice in three weeks, I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, I, I, he's got a lot of nerve after all the shit he's talked over the summer trying to show up. But Do you think he gets traded at this you, point? You got to trade him. No way. I'm trying. If I'm Anthony Towns, am I trying to play with him? Well, no. The thing is, though, if you're Tibbs... If you trade Jimmy Butler and you have a bad year, you're fired anyway. So I get Thibodeau's standpoint of I'm just going to hold on for dear life, hope he comes back, and we get a seven seed. I think what he really needs to focus on is if I'm if I'm the coach of the King. I'm sorry, if I'm the coach of the Timberwolves, I am trading Jimmy. You got to trade him first of all. I, you, I, Thibodeau loves Jimmy, but you got to trade him. He he doesn't want to be there. Like right. Right, but, I mean, Thibodeau doesn't exactly have the strongest track record as a GM, first of all. But as a coach, I mean, the jokes have always been Thibodeau's trying to bring the 2010 Bulls back together. So I picture Thibodeau at this practice courtside sitting there with the biggest erection that I have ever seen watching Jimmy Butler go off on these guys. No homo, but like kind of homo because I don't care. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, he probably was just loving that shit. But I mean, I think the T Wolves got way bigger problems. They got to figure out a way to 
unlock just kind of uh, not unlock because Wiggins, you know, he's 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 a, he's done some things so far. All right. Like it's not like he's just flopping, but man, the potential is unreal with him. And I feel like also just kind of a side note here. I think the Timberwolves need to give Tyus Jones more minutes. Uh, Jeff Teague <laughs> eh, eh. bench player. Nah, start <laughs> Tyus, play my guy. And, you know, I think they, they got a solid team. Yeah, I got to cut you they're off right there because we're solid. We're 11 minutes into this podcast, and I got to put the foot down when you want to get on a two-minute spiel about Tyus Jones. I just don't think we need that at this point in the season. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Can we just dive a little? Can we just go into the West? Let's go into the West, Cart. Take us there. All right. I think, I mean, there's really only one thing to talk about. Showtime Lakers, right? I'm excited. After watching this preseason, man, I am excited, and it makes sense now. I was shocked when LeBron went to the Lakers. I thought it was a bad move. I thought he should have gone to a contender. I thought he should have stayed in the East. And boy, was I wrong. I get it now. I have a lot of thoughts on how serious the Lakers might be as a contender that I will get to later in this pod cart. But have you seen the Lakers this preseason? Yeah, I'd like to first off, let's everyone. Good Lord. The things that I was seeing on Twitter and social media after that preseason game. Relax. What what, what Aaron Rodgers say? R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's a preseason game. I know they look great. I will not I relax. Know, I know that you need to relax. I know they were looking <laughs> good. Relax. But it was pre-season. Can we just get into this? Because I think what we were going to do, right, is our pick to win the West. Yeah, our like favorite. Our, out our, of the our, West our the favorite playoffs? to come out of the West in the playoffs. So the your, your Western Conference representative in the NBA Finals. I'm going to go right at it then. I think the Lakers are winning the West. <sighs> And if you know me, which I hope you do, I hope there's people out there listening somewhere, someone who listened to all our pods last year and is like, what is Greg talking about right now? Because I've been the Warriors guy for five years. Like, that's been the squad. I've been like, there's no one that has a chance. I've said that every single season. I think the Lakers are winning the West, Cart. No. They have a chance because of Bron. But is that more than you would have said three months ago? Three months ago, they didn't have a chance. Any team in the NBA has a chance to go to the finals if LeBron James is suiting up for him. I got a 10 step plan of why I think the Lakers Uh, are winning the West. Do we we got time for it? Is it a quick 10 step plan or? Yes, I'm going to fly through this 10 step plan. One, LeBron is having fun, more fun than he's had in the last five years already. Watch the preseason games, watch the practices, read an article, Google it. He is having fun. Number two, the reason he's having fun, he has more young talent around him than he has ever had in his career. That includes his years in Miami. These guys are athletes. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball. He's out here throwing alley-oops to whatever players are on the floor and loving it. Number three, he has the perfect assemblance of vets and competitive, fun teammates around him. His favorite teammate in Cleveland was a guy named J.R. Smith, who had a little bit of an attitude, who was a little bit of a dumbass, right? Now you got four J.R. Smiths, except these four, or three of these four, might be better at basketball than J.R. Smith is. Lance Stevenson, Rondo, KCP, who, by the way, is not looking bad right now. Catch, which catch, I, and shoot, catch and shoot poorly? Catch and shoot poorly is actually starting to put it together a little bit in an up-tempo system. Maybe that was part of it. Michael Beasley. Shout out Michael Beasley. Favorite college basketball player of all time. Number four. I think LeBron will play the majority of his minutes this year at center, which, based on the preseason, looks like the most unstoppable death lineup of all time. I don't know how anyone matches up. I don't. I really don't. I'm not trying to throw crazy things out here. The Warriors broke the league when they stopped playing a center. No team's been able to match that. All of a sudden, the Lakers have nine wings and LeBron at center, and they're outrunning the Warriors in that game the other night. 
This is where things get interesting. This is where the Warriors come in because everyone in the world is going to pick the Warriors because they're the best team ever assembled, right? Mm-hmm. Number five, Kevin Durant has one year remaining on his contract. Do you know this card? Durant? Kevin Durant. Yeah. So Kevin Durant is in Golden State right now. He's kind of watching around the league. You know, there's rumors him and Kyrie might team up. There's all these, you know, sneaky things. Where's KD going to go? Is he going to stay in Golden State? KD sees LeBron having fun this year. And KD looks around his locker room. And he sees Steph hanging out with Aisha, like cooking, doing some dumb shit. He sees Clay being weird as hell, like over in China, just looking at his phone. He sees Draymond throwing tantrums. KD starts getting a little antsy on not wanting to play in Golden State. Number six, Boogie comes back. The Warriors are going to be complacent, right? They just kind of sleep through the regular season. Boogie's going to come back. Everyone's going to say, oh, Boogie's the energy they need. He's the answer. You know what Boogie actually is? A chemistry problem. I don't think Boogie's going to make a difference for the Warriors at all. On paper, like, that's an awesome name. You really don't think adding DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to do anything? I think that everyone's going to view that as the trump card that puts them over the top, and I just don't think he's going to be that. They don't go, what do you mean put them over the top? They're at the top. They already are over the top. So right? why do they got to be put over the top? I don't think you need – I mean, okay, the Warriors made the move of signing Boogie, right? All I'm yeah. saying is I think you're going to insert Boogie when a time there's going to be chemistry issues already because KD is going to be flirting with leaving. You're going to insert this guy who's a cancer, who wants 25 shots a game, who's not getting those, who's not happy. He's only making $6 million a year. People are going to start complaining. Number seven, the playoffs start. The Lakers are like a four seed maybe. They kind of had a good regular season, but – they feel like they had a great regular season. The Warriors are a one seed, but they all feel like they had a bad regular season because expectations are different. Lakers are hungry. The Warriors are complacent. Step number eight, LeBron gets through like one round of the playoffs. He's energized. He's looking around like, holy shit, we have a chance because he has nine guys that are hungrier than anyone he's ever played with. KD, by this point in the season, is completely checked out. Completely checked out. Because he knows he has one foot out the door. This is his last go around in Golden State anyway. And he's already dreading that he has to see LeBron before they even get to the finals. Step number nine. This is the biggest thing that everyone sleeps on. Who is the Lakers coach? Luke Walton. Where did Luke Walton coach before the Lakers? Uh, He was an assistant with the Warriors. He lost four games in like a 50-game span in the year that the Warriors set the wins record. I could have been at the helm and done that. Luke Walton knows the secrets of the Golden State Warriors. Unreal unreal substitute teacher. He knows why they were so successful. He has seen it firsthand. And you know what Luke Walton has done and Rob Palinka and Magic Johnson? They have quietly assembled an entire organization that is the closest thing to mimicking the Golden State Warriors that we see in the league. This team will play the fastest pace in the league. They're going to make the game so messy. Golden State, the way you beat Golden State, Houston almost did this. You let Golden State get sloppy. The Lakers are going to encourage that. Golden State is going to get a little sloppy. Like I said, KD is going to be nervous. He's going to be checked out. He's going to start being the snake that he is. Hey, relax. Step 10, the Lakers win the West in seven games. Book it. Preseason prediction right now, Lakers in seven. Wow, that was quite quite the process. Trust the process. I'm glad you said that all for them to lose in five. Okay, so if... I mean, this is an underdog prediction, right? Shout out Rick Pitino. Uh, I take full responsibility, but I also take no responsibility. So if my prediction's wrong, I never predicted it. Um, but if the Lakers, if you're saying they have no chance, where do they finish in the West? Uh, like fourth. Okay. Fourth, fifth. Where do they lose in the playoffs? Because if they're fourth, right, they're going to catch the Warriors in the second round? Yeah. And you think that's just clean sweep? What, that they'll get swept? Yeah. No, no, no. I said probably Warriors in five, six. Okay. I mean, and 
I don't even know who that fifth seed is going to be, but I mean, I don't see Brian losing in the first round. But I mean, the West is West has got some talent, so you know. Second best team is Utah in the West. Who? Uh, Houston. All right, third best team is Utah. It's I think the West is top heavy, honestly, this year. Spurs are gone. A lot of teams that have been around are kind of getting gone. iffy. But all right. So your favorite to come out of the West is the Lakers. I'm riding with my boys, the Lakers. Okay. I wish D'Angelo Russell was still there. And yeah. Julius Randle. They yeah, got they, the yeah, they could have kept they could have kept him instead of Alonzo and drafted Jason Tatum. But anyways. Um my favorite to come out of the West. I'm not really gonna dive too deep into it. Uh it's gonna be the Warriors and they're gonna win another one. And Boogie's gonna get his ring. KD about to get another finals MVP. I mean, that's basically what it is. And then then that battle wraps up the NBA season. I don't really, you know, <laughs> I really got no much else to say about that. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting with Brown in the West, all that hoopla, da da da. But you know, at the end of the day, the Warriors are just loaded. It's unreal. So I got the Warriors. Real, real creative pick by you there. I mean, you know All what? Right. I don't. Want, I don't want to just get can't can't overthink it, man. It's just it is what it is. The Warriors are going to win. I can. All right, we'll we'll revisit this throughout the season. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Surprise team in the West. Who you got? You want me to start on this one? Yeah, go. Okay. All right. Now, when I say surprise team, I'm saying a team that you might not even expect to do well that I think has a potential to kind of succeed expectations. Okay. Now. When I say this, you're going to feel a little shock. You ready? ready for this? I'm ready. Sacramento Kings. Do not overreact. Okay. This was a this was a terrible team. We all yes. know that. Terrible team, terrible run team. Just, I mean, they're a dumpster fire. Are. Are a dumpster fire. Yes. A little less of a fire. But De'Aaron Fox is looking good. A De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill backcourt, does that does that excite you? Does that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like you see that as a backcourt and you're like, this is this is kind of nice. I was I liked De'Aaron out of college. I don't I'm not nearly as high on him after year one. Okay, honestly. I'm I'm pre- I'm pretty high on De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Swipe up. Uh, yep, swipe it a fox. Some a, a player that I think people are sleeping on that could be poised for a breakout year, Willie Cauley Stein. He does a. I think he kind of gets lost in the mix because he's in Sacramento, but he does a lot. I mean, he was. I'm talking about filling the stat sheet from blocks, rebounds, even assists and scoring. He was doing a lot. Yeah, he's like a empty stat fantasy guy for sure. Okay, got that. And then you got the possibility of let's say Marvin Bagley is all he's hyped up to be. I'm not the biggest Marvin Bagley fan, but I'm thinking glass half full. Uh, you're going to need to think glass half full if this prediction is going to come true. Okay. Glass half full. Okay. You have Marvin Bagley. That's a nice. What is, what is Marvin put up this year for you? Uh, best case scenario. Best case 15 and seven. Okay. That's is that, how's that sound to you? Eh, I, a little high, but a little high. Okay. A little high. Um, also coming on, who's been playing well in the preseason? Harry Giles, Harry Giles. You been have you been seeing him this preseason? I was gonna say you haven't even named the two best players on the Kings yet. Who was that? Who did I miss? Harry Giles and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Hey, Bog. Hey, Bogdan's got game. <laughs> that, he does. that 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 what is it? Rising Stars game. That wasn't no joke. He can hoop. The best player so, in that game. So yeah. So what I'm saying is they got you know what I'm saying they got a couple of nice little pieces there that they they ain't gonna be picking top three. All right. Uh they might be they, at the but end. But they of, should want to though, honestly. Yeah, they like, should they're, want they're nowhere they should want near to, the but they're gonna be better than I think people think they're gonna be this year. So that's my team. You my don't surprise think they have a shot at the playoffs, do oh, you? Oh hell no, hell no. Okay. That's that's no no not that much as I'm not drunk. But right. um yeah, that be that's my surprise team. So anybody with NBA League pass out there, if you don't have it, get it. Um if you got it, check out some Kings games this year. You heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch the Kings, but that's they're they're like a group of players that I enjoy thinking about, but I would never want paired up in the way that they are. If that makes sense. Okay, I guess I can kind of see that. 
All right, my surprise team, similar to you. I don't think this is a playoff team, but I'm excited to watch them. I think they're Bruno Caboclo, maybe two years away from being a year away. The Phoenix Suns. Hmm. So I like what Phoenix did. I would not have picked DeAndre Ayton number one. I was very open about that. I still believe that. But on paper, best case scenario, if we want to talk that route, this is the new Kobe Shaq, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. If DeAndre Ayton is the dominant guy he's supposed to be, like a Carl Towns level player, two years from now, the Suns are monsters. I was never a big Josh Jackson believer. I am a Macal Bridges believer. I am a TJ Warren believer. I like that they added Trevor Ariza. That seems to me like it's a win now move when they should be tanking, but kind of a veteran presence in the locker room. And I think the Suns not only are going to be a very fun team to watch because Devin Booker could go for 50 any night this season. I also think they're going to be a sneaky competitive team in the West that I don't think is as good as you do and as everybody else does. I would not be surprised to see the Suns sneaking around that eight seed with a month left to go in the season. I can see that. Um, Kind of a side note here, don't want to jump into it, but I would be open to the Suns actually using Josh Jackson as trade bait and plugging Mikel Bridges into a more important role and trying to get somebody else, maybe a, maybe a point guard. Yeah, I mean, I'm in on that. I think uh, that's – But I'm hey, not a Josh Jackson fan, so. Yeah, I mean, that – but hey, I agree with everything, man. The Suns – Shout out Devin I mean, Booker. Yeah, God damn it, Pistons. And your daily reminder, your daily podcast reminder for players Pistons could have drafted. Sick. All right. Speaking of the Pistons, to the East. Who you got coming out of the East? Mm. I'm bouncing. This is going to change probably about 30 times during the year. But right now, I'm taking the Celtics to come out of the East. I'm glad that's your answer. I'm taking the Sixers. Give me why you're taking the Celtics. Okay. I'm taking the Celtics because, uh, well, let's start with this. What round did they lose in last year? The conference finals. Conference finals, right? Okay. They lost to? LeBron. LeBron's gone. Correct. So, score one for the Celtics. And in seven games. And in seven games. Score one for them. Correct. Two. They were without two of their best players in that game. Correct. That will, that will be bet. Now, I don't know what Gordon Hayward is going to be. He's definitely kind of gotten off slow, but you expect that after a serious injury like that. He's going to have a cool haircut. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. But anyways, they got Kyrie back too. And they got headband mini fro Kyrie. <laughs> Bad man. Just so you like, know. Apologizing for ever saying the earth is flat, Kyrie. Yeah, that you, sheesh. I don't know what that means. Hey, neither do I, and that's kind of what's scary about him. But I think with Tatum, Brown, Horford, ugh, but Horford, smart, young game changer, meet me out back, J.R. Smith. Uh, you know, they got the pieces are there. They got the gray head coach. It's there. Best coach uh, in the league, right. without a doubt. Yeah, and it, yeah, it could be, yeah, some might say that. And in this case, I'll match them up with the Sixers. I'm giving them an advantage because if it comes down to talent, which you might say it's even, don't you think coaching take, plays a part in that? And I think that Brad Stevens could outcoach Brett Brown. Absolutely. Okay. So, hey, all those factors. And in conclusion, I am taking the Celtics. I'm not going to lie. That's a great argument. Um I, I would not be surprised to see the Celtics win the league. I think that in the regular season, the Celtics will run away with the East. They will be the one seed. They may challenge the Warriors for best regular season record. Um, and to your point, I think the Celtics have more talent than the Sixers do by a long shot. They have probably seven or eight guys that would start on pretty much any team in the league. You didn't even mention Jalen Brown. Um, Terry Rozier, scary like, Terry. Th- these guys are loaded. Yeah. Uh, the reason I don't like them, it's going to sound stupid, is I think 
they could run into problems because they have so many guys. I worry that guys are going to be unhappy. I trust that Brad Stevens will calm that down a little bit. But I have no idea what it looks like in the playoffs when you add shot-hungry feeders like Kyrie and Gordon Hayward to that team that was so successful last year. I don't know how you continue developing a guy like Jalen Brown when you're worried about getting Jason Tatum 20 shots a game because he deserves them. I would not be surprised to see two or three of these guys traded in the middle of the season. I'm honestly surprised we haven't heard the Celtics in the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes because I think it would be beneficial to them to move two or three of these guys for a bigger star. True. And and to that point, you strike while the iron's hot. Jalen Brown's coming off a great year. He is. And and this is no disrespect to Jalen Brown at all, but Jason Tatum is has potential and has shown that he's on track to be a superstar in this league. And that's no disrespect to Jalen Brown uh, saying that they should trade him, but you strike while the iron's hot. He had a great year. So if they do trade him, that'd be the person I think they would want to trade. I don't, I think they can make it work. And you know, if anyone can do it, Brad, like you said, Brad Stevens can do it. So, right. Um, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. So here's why, I like Philly to come out of the East. So out of all that talent, we're talking about the Celtics that they have. In a matchup with Philly, I would still say that the 76ers have the two best players on the floor at all times. I think Ben Simmons is going to have a breakout If they match up with the Celtics? I do. I think think by the end of this year, everyone will look at these two rosters and everyone league-wide will say that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are top 10 players in the league. I think they are that good. I think they are that young. I think Ben Simmons... Better than Kyrie? I really... I I do. I think Ben Simmons, when all is said and done, will be the best player in this league since LeBron. I really do. Wow, that's that's saying something. And he's, he's probably four or five years away from being close to his peak, but... Last year was his first year in the league card. Yeah. Can we, like, do you know how good he was for his first year in the league last year? Red shirt, red shirt, freshman year. Red shirt. But, like, even just a normal trajectory of, like, not a transcendent player, you expect a huge leap come year two, year three. Like, it blows my mind thinking what Ben Simmons could be. Joel Embiid is the same way. These guys are not just great NBA players like a Gordon Hayward. These guys are transcendent superstars at their best. And I think this is going to be the first year we really get a taste of that. You're a big Markel Fultz believer. I'm not. But if Markel gives them anything, it's better than what he gave them last year. And I still think that 76ers Celtics playoff series last year was closer than it looked in score. A lot of those games came right down the wire. Basically, I mean, this argument comes down to how much of a difference do does Gordon Hayward make and Kyrie since he was out in the playoffs, but he was really there the whole season, versus how much of a leap will Fultz, Simmons, and Bede make. And I'm going to bet that those three take a bigger leap than adding Gordon Hayward to the Celtics does. All right, you know, I can see. I mean, Greg, I think if we can agree on one thing, the Eastern Conference Finals, big lit this year. It should be good. I mean, the only thing that kills me is I bet one of us is wrong and the Raptors and fucking Kawhi take a spot and I'll just be miserable about it. Yeah, we ain't got to worry about that. I hope not. Luckily, they're in the East. Otherwise, the Raptors being dangerous and missing the playoffs. All right, surprise team in the East. Speaking of missing the playoffs, who you got? Okay, my surprise team in the East, like I said, actually, great segue here. This team's going to surprise us in a bad way. And that, and yeah, uh huh. And that would be we, the North, the boys north of us (laughs) in Michigan, the Toronto Raptors. And here's why. Please, shots at Kawhi. Please. No, 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 no. Okay. Here. First point. They lost their best player. Did they not? (laughs) Are you saying DeRozan's better than Kawhi, though? Because they added a guy that's better. They added (laughs) off injury. Might not ever be as good as he was. I love it. (laughs) Bitch Kawhi. (laughs) 
All Kawhi is is a big set of hands and a trash personality. Yeah, what's right. this, you want to give us the laugh impersonation or not today? I, I got you. I got you. I mean, I don't even know what you're saying right now. <laughs> the most awkward <laughs> laugh in the history. But anyways, all right. Next point. Kyle Lowry, a.k.a. the leader of the all average ass point guard team in contention with Mike Conley every single year for the MVP of that team. Trash. They're starting Danny Green. <laughs> Trash. Serge Ibaka coming towards the end of his prime. Might even come off the bench. I don't even know. I mean, to me, I thought they should have started Jakob. What is his name? Jakopodal? Jakopodal? Whatever Pertle. his name is. Yeah. Pertle. Pertle. Yeah. I thought he should have got more minutes compared to Ibaka last year. I mean, no, no shade to Serge, but you know what I'm saying? He's kind of coming towards the end of his rope. You're an Ananobi fan, aren't you? I am. Ananobi, a.k.a. going to have a better career than Gordon Hayward. I tweeted out, it, and it's going to happen. And I am an OG Kawhi fan. Is Kawhi the perfect guy for him to learn under? Ka- Kawhi? Yeah, same type guy. Mm, I mean. That was the comparison out of college. Would I rather learn from Kawhi? Would I, would I want to do that? Eh, I mean, I don't know. They got the same personality. You can treat, teach them how to be a good person. But I Lost Wayne Casey. Oh, lost coach of the year. Coach of the year. Coach of the year, Dwayne Casey. How stupid do you have to be to have your best record in franchise history, win the East, have your coach named coach of the year, and then fire the guy before the only thing stopping you from winning the East left the conference? I guess Browns just got him that shook. I would be sick if I was a Raptor fan. Me too. Absolutely sick. And all I'm saying is... This whole top five player in the NBA Kawhi business, by the end of the year, in the words of Drizzy, now it's quiet, now it's shush. <laughs> None of that. All right. Well, oh, I I'm like saying. I like the way you went opposite on your surprise team for the East. I like you taking a pessimistic view of things. Um, that's that's that pretty, shot. I'm I'm just I feel like that's not usually you. So it definitely got me surprised, which is what I wanted out of surprise. My surprise team in the East, I'll keep it quick, the New York Knicks, Porzingis, is out the beginning of the year. Everyone thinks they're going to be awful. They're going to be tanking. They're going to be the worst team in the league. I love Kevin Knox. I think he is a top three rookie in this class. I think from day one, he's going to be an instant go-to scorer, almost like a Jason Tatum type level guy. I think when Porzingis comes back, these guys are going to be sneaky good. Last shout-out, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway, making my dreams come true, being a potential starting backcourt in the NBA this year. Keep your eye on that. I like it. But before Kyrie said he was coming back, I was loving the idea of them holding out KP, Kyrie next year to the Knicks with another lottery pick. Maybe, I don't know, an R.J. Barrett, Nasir Little, Cam Reddish pickup. That would be what I'd like to see if I was a Knicks fan. Maybe a cheeky bid for Kevin Durant and free agency. Who knows? But a lot of small forwards in this upcoming class. We'll get to that later in the year. I'm sure. Oh yeah, we will for sure. All right. So we need to speed up cart. I'm just going to, I'm going to flat out say it. We wanted to keep this half hour. We're, we're already over that. So we need, we need to fly through this. We have quick hitters and then we have our picks for awards for the rest of the year. You want to get through these pretty fast. Okay. Got you. First, first got it. Quick hitters. Uh, First off, our Jimmy Butler, you fucking need me of the week. Everybody has to have winning as their number one priority. Everybody, winning is all that we're worried about. Did you feel that that wasn't the case with everyone? I'm not going to say no names, but I'm going to be honest. The annual, no, the first award of its name will be going to Carter Elliott, myself, for this podcast because you fucking need me, Greg. (laughs) All right. I mean, that's true. I couldn't pod without you. I damn near tried in the offseason. You wouldn't answer the phone. Yes, sir. So the Where inaugural come- the inaugural Jimmy Butler, you fucking need me, goes to Carter Elliott himself. Yes, All sir. Right, well, I thank you for the my I, word. I almost want to give mine to you because that's how much I love you. This is team chemistry. But All right, my you fucking need me of the week, Trey Young, walk off Georgia mm. Tech from the logo. Bang. Mm. 
Expect a lot more of those. Trey, I'm rooting for you. He should have walked off the floor yelling, you fucking need me, to his teammates. Hopefully he will after Jimmy Butler's outburst. Okay, on to the next one, though. What do we got, G? The Andre Drummond Instagram update of the week. Hey, Dan. Hi, Andre. I don't really like you that much. It's okay. I don't like you neither. Anyways, uh, I have a joke for you. Okay. What kind of woman was a needy shark looking for? I don't know. A cuttlefish. I know you got many thoughts on this. Go ahead. I got many thoughts, but I'm going to keep this brief. Uh, On my Twitter, at T-H-A Brody underscore C-A, I have my Andre Drummond thread of his updates of the week. And this week, my franchise center was in the news because he got two IG models pregnant. Can I get a clap for my guy? So... That's what he was doing with his summer instead of locking in on defense and fucking getting a post game. But hey, do you love that or do you hate that though? Like you this know what? is the this is the I'm first not, update I heard where I'm kind of like, okay, Andre. Yeah, I see I'm not. You. I'm not mad at it because in the previous weeks he was posting pictures of himself on IG with locations that were, I believe, Snack Island <laughs> and something along the lines of the snack that smiles back. <laughs> Um, and that doesn't fly with me. So I act, I honestly, I respect the aggression and I respect the move. It shows a little fight in you that you're, you don't pull out. All right. You just <laughs> out here designing every IG model. I don't care. Let's bring that reckless abandon to the court. My guy. All right. Speaking of reckless abandon, the black and white betting hey. bet of the week. <laughs> Big bucks. No whammy. Stop. Stop it. Oh, Cart, we like to dabble in a little bavada. We like to dabble in a little uh, a little betting. What's mm. your bet of the week? A bet of the week. Not going to dive too, too deep into it because of quick hitters, but NBA MVP odds. DeMar DeRozan plus 8,000. <laughs> Gimme. $100 bet. Soon come. There's, there's just no world that DeMar DeRozan wins MVP, though. Like if that's... the Spurs find themselves in the top four in the West and DeMar DeRozan has himself a year. Do you know what type of numbers he would have MB- to put up? Okay, think about it like this, G. Everyone's got it. Who hasn't got it? I feel Kawhi. like maybe they're getting a little bored and they're like, let's give it to somebody else. Come on. I, I agree with you on that, but Kawhi never won an MVP in San Antonio. DeMar DeRozan. That's because Kawhi's a bitch. sure is not winning hey, Kawhi, you're a bitch. I hope you hear this podcast. Sorry. But. Hey, great numbers. Maybe a good sneaky good team. Aldridge. I hey, they still got Aldridge. Rudy Gay's looking a little better this year. They lost DeJounte Murray, who I love. Speedy recovery to my guy. Really was looking forward to seeing him and Jamar in the backcourt this year. But, you know, just wait this for could, it. Here come, get, here, here come the Spurs. There's gonna be some guy. This could get dark, but I there's legitimately a better chance that DeMar DeRozan like took a leave of absence for his mental health this year than he wins the MVP. That's so fucked up. It's true. Like, the dude has legitimate depression. He got traded. He's devastated. He lost his best friend, Kyle, who used to just smile and, like, win games together. And now, like, I could legitimately see him just be like, this isn't worth it. I can't handle it. Or it could fire him up, and he could go on a fucking rampage this year. Don't waste your money on that. It's a terrible bet. Black and white betting is supposed to be united. We're not united on that one. My bet of the week. This is so, so easy Please, everyone, if you own a house, if you're leasing a house, just put your entire mortgage on this. Put everything you have, savings, student loans, I don't care. Blake Griffin, under 68 and a half games played this season. There is no way in hell that that happens. He's been in the league for eight years. Five of those eight years, he has played under 68 games. The last four years... He has played under 68 games. He is only getting older. He is only getting more and more injured as this goes along. The Pistons should be tanking. I laid out on Twitter in a thread exactly what will happen with the Pistons this year. They'll look real nice for two weeks. Reggie Jackson and Blake will get hurt. They will both be sat out for an indefinite amount of time. Dwayne Casey will tank. We will end up with one of those nice small forwards from the draft next year, just like we should have had Michael Porter Jr. this year. Next year, we will come back and be real contenders. But in the meantime, everyone put thousands and thousands of dollars on Blake Griffin under 68 games. 
Mm. I disagree. But anyways, G, let's wrap this up with our awards. Let's start with the obvious one. Who's your MVP favorite? So, as you mentioned, everyone's won the MVP. The MVP is about storylines to me, and I can't think of anyone who's going to have a great storyline. It's not going to be KD. It's not going to be Steph. It's not going to be Harden again. It can't be Russ. He won it before. Really, the only guy that's a super-duper star that I could see is LeBron, and I just don't think he's going to play enough minutes or the Lakers will be that good in the regular season for him to win this. So I'm going a little bit of a surprise, but I think it's very, very possible. My guy, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, shit. You're wilding. He should be a piston. He's going to have a Dwayne Wade-type second season in this league. Jesus. I think the I already said it earlier. I think the Utah Jazz will be the third-best team in the West. And if the Jazz are that good, which I believe they will be, and Donovan Mitchell puts up 26-6-4, and six and four, that's an MVP season this year. Oh, I said, damn, I didn't know. I said MVP favorite, not MVP dark horse. But, I mean, I guess I respect that. I don't um, consider that a dark horse, honestly. Wow. All right. Well, my MVP favorite, uh, well, I'd like to kind of just agree with everything you said. Everyone's got it, da-da-da, all those factors. It just seems like maybe this is a year that we get a full 82 or at least a full, uh, you know, almost a full 82. You're going to aren't you? I'd, who? Blake Griffin. No. Hell, fuck no. <laughs> Anthony Davis. I like I it. I mean, you got to be on a good it, team. It's his time, man. Russ got it. And he wasn't on a good team. And Anthony I think Davis that, and I, and I think that, MVP I think that Anthony Davis could put years. up those, some historical crazy numbers this year. Russ got it because he got a triple double. If Russ averaged 30, 10, and 9, he wasn't winning it that year. Mm, I disagree with that. I think he would have, but I'm not, hey. This is not up for debate. This is my pick, and you got to accept it. Stupid pick. Yeah. Well, so is yours. How about that, Greg? I'll gladly bet you that Donovan Mitchell is more in the running by the end of the year than Anthony Davis. I will for sure bet that. (laughs) You hear that? Everyone heard that on the. Yeah. All right. That's a bet. Where are we at? I mean, I'm one for one in bets with you on stupid shit in these podcasts. So. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. MVP Dark Horse. Are you going or am I going? I was going to let you go. You already called mine a dark horse. My MVP dark horse, (laughs) I don't realistically see this happening, but along the lines of your Anthony Davis type pick, here's a guy who could. Carl Anthony Towns. Okay? I like it. Stay with me on this hypothetical. Jimmy Butler gets traded before the season starts. The Timberwolves band together and go some shit like 55 and 20 whatever other games are left. They get like the five seed in the West. Everyone is blown away. Towns puts up the best numbers of his career. Everyone starts viewing him on the same level as Anthony Davis. Bam. All of a sudden, he's the logical choice. It's possible. I can see it. Definitely see it. I agree with it. Love Anthony Towns. My MVP dark horse. Greg, don't debate me on this because it's my pick and you can't say shit about it. I'm going Victor Oladipo from the Pacers. Ooh. Yeah, I like A. Let's say, like, let's say, you know what I'm saying, wide open east. Like we, you know, like we completely see. Wide open east. They mess around, fluke shit. Top two team in the east, maybe even win the east. I mean, I could see it happening. No LeBron. Anything's possible in the goddamn east now. He did learn under, he he learned under Russ for a year. I mean. Yeah, and he's gotten better. He's gotten better every year. And I don't see why that trajectory would plateau i can see him having another career year big old Adipo fan yes I agree. love him loved him since indiana all right let's get real quick on this one defensive player of the year lebron interesting you should have won it all. he should have i think he should he should have won it and he hasn't won it to this point i think it's the one he's kind of missing and i think his defensive kind of I mean, he's an unreal defensive player, and I think it's time for him to get his credit and solidify it with a defensive player of the year. All right. I respect that. Um, I sleeper, sleeper pick sleeper pick Durant. I mean, didn't he win it last or a couple years ago? Who? Durant. Defensive player of the year? I thought he did. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Did. But anyways, 
He Who's was yours? definitely in the running for it. Um, I refuse to make a defensive player of the year prediction because I just don't view it as an important award at all. So love that. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at on that. Um, all right, most improved player of the year. I'm gonna jump at this one. Hold up, cart. God damn it, bench. Stop playing with squeaky shit. Fuck. All right. Um. All right, Cart, let's move on to most improved player of the year. I'm going to start. A name that I know and love, Jabari Parker. A new change of scenery for this guy. I think Jabari should have gotten more opportunity in Milwaukee, especially in that playoff series against Boston last year. If the dude Mm -hmm. stays healthy, he is a feeder. He's in his hometown. He's motivated. He's on a team that, frankly, needs him to go out and get buckets. I would not be surprised at all to see Jabari Parker's career start on that trajectory of the guy you just named, Victor Oladipo, where he got to a good situation, became the go-to guy. All of a sudden, he's an all-NBA player. Be on the lookout. I think Jabari, a year from now, could be third-team all-NBA. I like that. And I think we'd all just love to see that as just NBA fans. I mean, we you know, we see what Jabari can do. And, you know, injuries have just killed him. And I I think I would just love to see that. Uh, Greg, you, you, pro- you probably don't even need me to say my pick. You already know who I'm picking. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Who you got? Most improved? Most improved? I mean, are you going to say Stanley Johnson? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> Stanley Johnson, I hope he wins that shit, but I don't really know. I still believe in my guy. I'm giving you, you one you more year. You going back to DeMar DeRozan again? No. You've been sucking him DeRozan. All, all damn I podcast, have, so. I have, because big season soon come. But I'm going to Philly with this one. My man, oh, Marquette. My God. man. Markel Fultz. Ooh, boy, it's coming. He's been working in the summer. He's been with my boy Drew Hanlon, getting that jumper right. Don't you love making free throws in an open gym in the summer? So important. Like, God, he's going to break out because he can make free throws now. Yeah. All right, G. Tune in. That's First overall pick. They took him over Donovan Mitchell. They took him over Jason Tatum. He'll have a better career than Jason Tatum. No, he won't. Hey, he will. You're stupid. All right. Rookie of the year. Um, You you start on rookie of the year. I need to collect my thoughts after that Fultz pick. That was dumb. All right. All right, man. You picked Fultz last year, by the way, didn't you? We all know how good you are at picking rookie of the year. He got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, he would have won it. Oh, yeah. Bitch. Anyways, don't make this personal. (laughs) <laughs> it's a terrible pick. I we, we got to run all your picks from last year back. They were god awful. They weren't that bad. All right. They were. Jesus. You said Michigan Anyways. made the tournament. They made the title game. Tournament right, title game. Yeah, we already we already heard title that at the beginning game. of the pod, man. We already we already heard that at the beginning of the pod, man. Sick, dude. Anyways, I didn't say the pick. Rookie of the year. Going young bull, Colin Sexton. Cause one. <laughs> so stupid. We're all part of the Young Bulls rocking movement, right? so stupid. Why, why is that stupid? Dude. There's why? No, there's no way in hell that Colin Sexton wins Rookie of the Year. There's just not a chance. Why? It's just There's like five guys that are clearly more talented than him. So? Malcolm Brogdon won it. It's, this is not a Malcolm Brogdon type year where there's no rookies. Like there's some good ass players, and Colin Sexton is not one of them. All right, and that's why we're potting. You can click this; it's gonna be Colin Sexton. Who's yours? <laughs> you just love you love your point guards. You get like a fan of one. Next year, I don't even know what point guard. You'll probably say Carson Edwards is gonna be Rookie of the Year next year. Um, Carson Carson Edwards is nasty. Also, uh, if Michael Porter Jr. somehow plays this year, he would be my Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna play. Um, okay, my Rookie of the Year is. A point guard that actually has a chance of winning rookie of the year. Trey Young. He's gonna get more shots than any other rookie. He's gonna have the ball on an awful more team. than any other rookie. On an awful team. That doesn't matter to win rookie of the year. Numbers matter mm. to win rookie of the year. Okay, what if the Cavs are a top three seed in the East and Colin Sexton's putting up numbers? They're not gonna be a top like you're just speaking in I I, I deal in facts, Cart. 
They couldn't be the third best. They couldn't be the third best team in the East. They couldn't be the third best team in the East. No, you've made like twenty other predictions about good players and good teams in the East. Who's going to be good? Like half your predictions are coming wrong. If everyone in the East you say is good, it's going to be good. Like Demar Derozan, you're you're saying you're saying the Cavs going to be a three or four seed? No, (laughs) like no. The All Raptors, right. Celtics, and Sixers are the top three seeds without a doubt. You just said Victor Oladipo might win the MVP, so there's your four seed. Like, no. All right, dude. All right, well, thanks for hijacking my Trey Young Rookie of the Year pick. Dark horse for Rookie of the Year. Um, mine was Kevin Knox and Miles Bridges. Shout out Miles. He a dog. Yeah, Miles, Miles Bridges, too. Let's go, boy. Reach it. Hey, be free. All right. I'll be you. Rookie most likely to flop. Uh, it's funny that you just said that I'm contradicting my picks. I said glass half full for Marvin Bagley uh, <laughs> for the Kings, but in my eyes, that shit's ha- not that shit's half empty. Um, Marvin Bagley is a more athletic Anthony Randolph without his jumper and a connection to God. In my eyes, um, so I would have laughed harder, think, but I've I've heard you say that enough that I I hope people out there laughed at that harder than I did because that deserves <laughs> a good laugh. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. So I have the same pick as you, and it hurts my heart to say that because last year on our college basketball preview, I correctly said that Marvin Bagley would be the best freshman in the country when you said Michael Porter Jr. would be. Um, mm-hmm. And I was advocating that he should be taken higher than DeAndre Ayton would be in this draft. I didn't think he should be the number one overall pick, but I thought he should be up there. But I've been Mm -hmm. watching. Like I said, I deal in facts. I don't deal in hypotheticals. I've been studying the preseason tape. And let me tell you, Marvin Bagley does not look good. He looks very uncomfortable. He does not have an offensive game. He's no longer bigger and stronger than everybody he's going up against. He's basically a garbage man on offense. And kind of shots at Coach K, also shout out FBI. I don't think he learned to play much defense while he was in college. And I don't think he's going to see the floor very much on the Sacramento team because I think Harry Giles is better than him right now. Hmm. I like that. I agree with it. I'm here for it. All right. So with that, that's all the awards we wanted to hit, I believe, for today. That's pretty good. Pretty good preview. Um, any last words before we wrap up, Cart? Feels good to be back, man. This is what I, this, hey, this is how this is this is me right here. Headphones in, mic in my hand. <laughs> I feel at home. I'm back. <laughs> All right, my last words in the words. I ain't going nowhere either, G. Just so you know, I mean, I'm always here, and I'm ne- and I'm never hiding either. So all you little you were definitely you hiding twi- when I wanted you. I'm blast all you, all, after March. No, no, no. no I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about all the people you know throwing your little tweets at me, talking about Carter said this, Carter said that. Yeah, like I always say, my location's on. You can come see me. All right. <laughs> Fuck your tweets. Thank you for that. My last words in the words of the wise John Beeline, Jordan Poole. We're going to play through him. Like to end on that. Uh, Josh Langford's going to have a better year than Jordan Poole. But like always, G, shout your Twitter out. I know people want. I know people always want to see you know the dumb shit you're saying via type form. So go ahead and let them know. It's your boy, G Wizzy Twelve, and I would like to apologize on behalf of both of us for whatever those like tweet numbers that tweet out automatically every single week from both Carter and I. Uh, I accidentally clicked the spam link after Carter did it, and now it does it for mm. me. So no one clicked that link. Um, but if you want to know who my biggest fans were every week. Find me on Twitter, GWizzy12. Sir, and, you know, follow my at, at T-H-A, the Brody C-A. I'm sorry, the Brody underscore C-A. Look at me, I'm rattled. We've been potting too long. But uh, also follow our joint Sleepers account at Sleepers Media. Uh, Tweet us. Send us a little love. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got that much interaction right now, so we're going to see it. So trying to get it up, man. Season's all, you know, just beginning. A lot of time. A lot of time on the clock. A lot of time. 
We back. G, good to be back with you, man. I tell it's you, hear me out, but we both card. know end of the day. Your sister is pressing play. Your trainer is pressing play. Your wifey, your wifey, your wifey, your wifey. I gotta breathe real deep when I catch an attitude. I got a whole other level that I can tap into. Max said they only bless when they attach to you. The only dead beats is whatever beats I've been rapping to.